This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Washington, D.C., Town. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. And subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash districtsentinel. We are currently monitoring the Mueller hearings going on. He just wrapped up his testimony before the House Oversight Committee. He's about to appear for the House Intelligence Committee. Not looking good. Mainly we're just monitoring to see when Mueller is going to have a senile episode and strip naked and start doing jumping jacks in front of the committee. See, this is... <laughs> you think he's going to do a Coney 2012 guy? He's going to do the, the Coney 2012 thing? He, he doesn't inspire much confidence in anything during these hearings. But this is why we should have gone to Shaw Tavern. Because right. I, I, I'm sure there are some really just pathetic people there having meltdowns. Yeah. And we would have had such great content for everyone today. There were... <laughs> Some people must be at those bars, like, wasted right now. Just yeah, like just so disappointed. Oh, I can't believe he didn't arrest Drumpf. We're seeing disappointment levels at DC bars on par with the disappointment levels at the Javits Center in 2016. <laughs> really, just a huge failure uh, on part of Democrats to extract anything from this hearing of value. Uh, Mueller did contradict the president on some of the more obvious things that the president has stated, like he's been completely exonerated. Mueller confirmed that the only reason he wasn't charged with obstruction of justice is because of an OLC legal memo that prohibits the sitting president from being indicted, which... You know, we could save this for another day, but it's pretty silly that an OLC memo carries so much weight. This is the same office that wrote memos saying torture was legal. <laughs> Other than that, Mueller doing weird things like refusing to read from his report. Mueller apparently notified Democrats beforehand that he will not be reading from the report and instead deferring to all the people on the committee to read portions of the report and then simply ask Mueller if this is true or not. I mean, this was entirely predictable because he said that he didn't want to testify and... And he's acting like it. And he's acting like it. And he summed up every substantive point that he's already... That, that he's made today. He summed it up already in his fucking press conference. And this is pointless. He, 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 he has said all this before. He... Uh, the subtext of that press conference was very clearly, Nancy Pelosi, you have to fucking do something about this. This isn't my job. This is your job. And we're basically seeing that play out in real time right now on and Capitol Pelosi's Hill. And Pelosi's probably happy based on this show. I don't see how Mueller is helping the case for impeachment at all, considering he's not really answering any questions and not saying more than five words. Yeah. Yeah, complete disaster all around. We are recording a bit early today because I got to run to Big Hunt, the venue we're doing our live show in on Sunday to get all our audio straight and make and, sure and, everything's working. Yeah, for people who uh, might not be from D.C., that the it used to be a lesbian bar. <laughs> 
Literally. Hence the name, Big Hunt. <laughs> Big Hunt. Yes. We we we're not going to be say, able when to you get... say it out loud. It's like it it's it's unavoidable sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, we won't be able to do a full accounting of Mueller Day. He still has another hearing coming up, and we probably won't talk about it tomorrow either at this point because it is proving to be a total waste of time. Prove us wrong, House Democrats. Prove us wrong. If Mueller does end up getting naked and doing calisthenics, then yes, we will report on it tomorrow. All right, it's Wednesday, July 24th, 2019. Here's the news. The Federal Trade Commission has leveled the largest fine against a company in history, but it doesn't go nearly far enough. News broke of the FTC's record $5 billion fine against Facebook. The penalty stems from Facebook's dealings with Cambridge Analytica, which compromised the data of 87 million users without their permission. In doing so, Facebook also violated a 2012 order it had with the FTC about sharing user data with third parties. The settlement also details how Facebook misled users about facial recognition software in use by the social media giant and... It describes how Facebook misled users, prompting them to submit phone numbers for security purposes without notifying them that those phone numbers would then be sold to advertisers. I remember having to plug in phone numbers on Facebook. I, this, this affects me. Anyways, the settlement prohibits that practice moving forward. The settlement also makes some limited structural changes to Facebook, such as creating an independent panel to oversee Mark Zuckerberg's user privacy decisions. Also, Zuckerberg himself will have to approve quarterly reports to the FTC confirming Facebook's ongoing compliance with the settlement, thus exposing the founder to possible civil or criminal charges if he lies. But the fact that Zuckerberg isn't already facing criminal or civil charges has a lot of folks angry, and rightfully so. Senator Ron Wyden today, quote, the FTC is sending the message that wealthy executives and massive corporations can rampantly violate Americans' privacy, lie about how our personal information is used and abused, and get off with no meaningful consequences. While the $5 billion fine is, again, the biggest in FTC history, far eclipsing the previous high of $22.5 million against Google in 2012, it still only represents 9% of Facebook's annual revenue. FTC Commissioner Kelly Slaughter, who voted against the settlement, described the $5 billion fine as a substantial undervaluation. Facebook was also fined $100 million by the Securities and Exchange Commission, stemming from the company misleading investors about the risks associated with how Facebook is misusing personal data. In that settlement, like the FTC settlement, no executives are facing any punishment. That's cool. I actually, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I uh, won a few bucks from a class action against Facebook. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that ruled. I think it was only like 10 bucks or something. Worth it. Fuck Facebook. Uh, and speaking of Facebook being bad and uh, something that should be the subject of fuck <laughs> does that make sense yeah anyway totally f facebook may have dodged a bullet from the ftc but it could be facing more legal trouble on the horizon yesterday afternoon the justice department announced it would be launching an antitrust investigation into quote market leading online platforms 
DOJ said their probe will focus on, quote, search, social media, and some retail services online. Facebook, Amazon, and Google stock all fell in response to the announcement. By Google, of course, I mean Alphabet, which is what the corporate branded geniuses at Google uh, decided their name should be. At least their official name, their corporate parent. You'll never get me to say Alphabet, though. It's always Google. It's Google stock. I don't even know why I bought into this Alphabet shit in this bit anyway. Anyway, of the three big companies, it seems like Amazon should be most scared This morning, CNBC interviewed the U.S. sex-having Treasury Secretary. Steve Mnuchin singled out Amazon for criticism. He said, quote, I think if you look at Amazon, although there are certain benefits to it, they've destroyed the retail industry across the United States, so there's no question they've limited competition. DOJ noted yesterday that it would be looking at if big tech companies, uh, quote, reduced competition, stifled innovation, or otherwise harm consumers. Uh, it's possible, however, that Mnuchin singled out Amazon for criticism because his boss, the president, has posted rage tweets about Jeff Bezos, and plus the rants about shadow banning and uh, conservatives being censored by Google searches. That may be a little too far-fetched for Steve. Yeah, even Steve even might not Steve. go there. Steve, he's a sex-having guy, but he's a missionary guy. <laughs> Common theme in the Trump presidency, sometimes he arrives at the right answer, like maybe breaking up Amazon, even though he got there in the wrong way. Right. And I, it seems weird that you would come to the conclusion that Amazon is uniquely bad when that Google has such an obscene share of market in terms of uh, search engine and email and all that shit. I mean, it's hardly like Google invented fucking email. Fuck's sake. Moving on, Democrats joined forces with Republicans yesterday to demonize people standing in solidarity with Palestinians. Yesterday, the House passed a resolution condemning the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement by an overwhelming majority, 398 to 17. The BDS movement was started last decade by a wide swath of Palestinian society to emulate South African resistance to the original apartheid state. So in other words, Israel bootlickers in Congress yesterday condemned Palestinians for non-violently protesting occupation almost like all their whining about Hamas and terrorism is in bad faith. There was only one Republican among the no votes, Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Among Democrats who voted no were Barbara Lee, Progressive Caucus co-chairs Mark Pocan and Pramila Jayapal. Also three quarters of the squad, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ayanna Presley was a yes, though. So too was Ro Khanna, someone who is angled to be a progressive leader on foreign policy issues, Anti-imperialist hero Tulsi Gabbard also voted yes on condemning BDS. Ironically, the vote came just after Israeli forces demolished Palestinian homes in the village of Sur Baher for being too close to the separation wall in the West Bank. Jewish Voices for Peace noted the demolition occurred, quote, even though Israel had built the apartheid wall through the middle of that village. JVP made the observation in a statement criticizing Congress for enabling this kind of abuse, Quote, most representatives are not only unwilling to hold Israel accountable for its repeated violations of Palestinian human rights, but are actively taking steps to demonize and ostracize human rights advocates working to make nonviolent change. End of quote. 
again, there is no reason if you claim to be on the left to still be supporting Tulsi Gabbard at this point. None. Zero. Zero. Whatever good thing you think she represents or advocates for, it's already covered by Bernie Sanders. Already covered. Literally, the only good thing about her was that she endorsed Bernie over Clinton. (laughs) Yes, that's it. And now she's like running and thinks she's a better candidate than him. Finally today, the government... She's not. She's not. Finally today, the Government Accountability Office is out with a new report telling the story of decaying infrastructure in America and how it's harming kids. The issue is lead paint in schools. Children are, of course, most vulnerable to lead exposure especially in buildings that use lead paint before it was outlawed in 1978. That includes lots of schools. Unfortunately, according to GAO, the majority of students go to schools that aren't regularly inspected for lead exposure. The oversight agency surveyed school districts and found that only 12% inspected for lead and that roughly 22.4 million students are enrolled in schools that aren't inspected. This is particularly troubling because in the districts that did inspect for lead, they found lead. Quote, of the school districts that inspected for lead-based paints in 2016 to 2017, lead was found in about half. An estimated 15.2 million students were enrolled in school districts that found lead-based paint. So that number is likely significantly higher if all the schools were inspected. A bit of good news, GAO stated that in all the schools that did find lead, plans had been established to remediate it. GAO released a report last year with similar findings regarding lead exposure in schools' drinking water. In that report, GAO found that 41% of schools serving 12 million students had not tested for lead in the 12 months before responding to the oversight agency. In the 43% of districts that did, Serving 35 million students, 37% found elevated lead levels. It, it doesn't surprise me that schools are falling apart. We don't really build new, new schools anymore along with new infrastructure in general. It does surprise me that we're just not even bothering to look into this stuff. Like we've known about lead paint and these problems for a very long time. We know that children are most vulnerable to that because... I'm, their body is more absorbic (laughs) but yeah the majority majority of school districts not not looking into this shit at all this country does not really do um like remedy to to corporate crime very well and i'm not i'm not necessarily saying that lead paint manufacturers um like made put lead in paint because they wanted to they wanted kids to have fucked up brains but it it's still negligence and we got the issue is it's going to cost lots of money right to (laughs) rebuild or renovate these schools or build new schools and in our time of austerity right now it's not it's not available or that's now been going for four decades basically what hope do we have for global warming if it's yeah. been four decades since lead paint has been outlawed and nothing. nothing. I mean, well, not nothing, but not enough. Very clearly not enough being done. We are going to wind up the newscast on that note. Thank you to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at Congressional Dish Dot com. Subscribe at patreon.com slash district sentinel so you can have access to 
every newscast we put out Monday through Thursday. You also get your own haiku written for you and read on the air. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We're here in D.C. so you don't have to be.